We now know the identity of the first UEFA Champions League finalist after a thrilling semi-final second leg in Munich. Bayern started superbly to level the tie-up on aggregates, but this second-half strike put Atletico back in charge. Griezmann's away. Griezmann with a chance. Griezmann scores the away goal. Atletico Madrid on the counter-attack. Superbly done. Brilliant first-time football finished off by the finisher supreme, Antoine Griezmann. Robert Lewandowski pulled another goal back for the Germans and both teams missed a penalty. But Atletico held on to progress to their second final in three years. So who will face the Spaniards in Milan? We'll look ahead to Wednesday's second semi-final between Real Madrid and Manchester City, which will start goalless, largely thanks to Joe Hart. Bale and Pepe's there. It's a wonderful save by the goalkeeper. And Manchester City survived. Pepe it was who had a free shot at goal just eight yards out. We'll hear from Cristiano Ronaldo as he returns for this crucial second leg of the Bernabeu. Plus, we'll bring you all the best analysis and reaction to Atletico's dramatic away goals victory over Bayern. So stay with us right here on Match Day Live. I'm Rob Daly, what an exhilarating match we've been treated to in Munich this evening. It finished Bayern 2, Atletico 1, 2-2 on aggregate. Atletico progress on away goals. So let's hear how this extraordinary match unfolded. Commentary from Richard Kaufman. It's going to be Xavi Alonso to strike it, and it's all the way through the wall and into the back of the net. And Bayern München have the goal they so dearly desired. Game on. Goes a player now. What's the referee seen here? He's given a yellow card, he's given a yellow card and a penalty. He has given a penalty, and my goodness, what a couple of minutes this is turning into for Bayern München. It's going to be Thomas Muller to take the penalty. The man left out of the first leg up against Jan Oblak, right footed, and it's saved by Oblak. What a save! And he saves again from Alonso. Brilliant double save. Griezmann's away. Griezmann with a chance. Griezmann scores the away goal. Madrid on the counter-attack, superbly done, brilliant first-time football, finished off by the finisher supreme, Antoine Griezmann. Vidal goes up for the header, and Lewandowski's there to head it in from close range. They've got one goal back here by München, can they get another? Is the comeback on? Into the path of Torres, Torres goes down well on the edge of the area, and the referee's given a penalty. Fernando Torres to win this match. Fernando Torres shoots, saved by Neuer. The second penalty save in the match, and it goes on. The tie remains in the balance. The drama continues. Fernando Torres, penalty saved by Manuel Neuer. And the full-time whistle has gone, and Atletico Madrid are in the UEFA Champions League final again on a quite dramatic evening at the Fußball Arena München. What a night it's been. What a night indeed. Our commentator Richard Kaufman uh, joins me now as Diego Simeone savors his moment out on the pitch in Munich with his phone in hand on the 
Phone to a loved one, no doubt, celebrating this uh, wonderful moment for uh, Atletico. Uh, Richard, I don't, I don't quite know where to start with this game. Three goals, two missed penalties, so much drama. But uh, the Thomas Muller penalty save was, was a massive moment on 34 minutes. Yeah, they just built up a head of steam, hadn't they, Bayern, at that stage? They, they got the breakthrough, 1-1, got it fairly early, of course, half an hour only on the clock. And then to get that opportunity only a couple of minutes later... Uh, it turned out to be a momentum killer, didn't it? Because Bayern so dominant, we were a little worried for Atletico Madrid at half-time. And the fact that Muller didn't score that penalty, and you have to credit Jan Oblak for a fabulous save. And he just conceded for the first time in 630 minutes with that free kick. And, he, you know, nothing he could do about it. It was deflected on its way of Jimenez. Uh, it proved to be an important moment because then at half-time, Diego Simeone made a, a crucial substitution, brought on Carrasco, and Carrasco's pace coming forward gave them the chance to counter-attack, although ultimately he wasn't involved in that counter-attacking goal that produced what proved to be the winning goal. But yeah, there, there were some, so many twists and turns. Ultimately, Atletico Madrid are the ones that can save it tonight, but we all enjoyed it from a, a neutral perspective. I'm sure everyone watching and listening enjoyed a, a really enthralling UEFA Champions League semi-final. Uh, European football expert Andy Brassel uh, is with us as well on the show. Andy, um, change half-time, a brave change from Diego Simeone certainly changed the dynamic of the game. Yes, and it made all the difference. Um, for me, it wasn't just uh, Carrasco's pace, but his ability to hold on to the ball. And all of a sudden, they could relieve the pressure, whereas they couldn't get the ball out in the first half. They were it very hard they first were, half. Exactly. They were camped in their own half. They gave the ball away far too much in in their 40 metres of the ball, uh, their 40 metres in front of their goal, uh, Atletico. And um, he, he made a huge difference in terms of stretching the game, in terms of uh, giving Bayern something else to, to, to think about and just giving that defence a, a breather. And it was, it's a brave decision. I know ultimately they've gone through, yeah. and, but it was a brave decision at the time because it was an obvious thing to do in terms of bringing Carrasco on and do it, deploying that kind of tactic because we'd seen it already in the new camp when they played against Barcelona, albeit that was the first leg. It surprised us then, but it worked to treat, of course, until the sending off. But to do it at half-time, with the tie very much still in the balance despite the balance of play, it was still 1-1 on aggregate. It, it made a difference because it certainly gave the, the Bayern players something to think about defensively that wasn't the case in the first half. We hadn't seen much of Torres. We hadn't seen much of Griezmann. Saw plenty of them, though, of that counter-attacking goal. And it didn't seem to open them up too much. Atletico making a slightly attacking-minded change. But Bayern did create chances, Richard. There's, there's no getting away from that. Yeah, just the 35 attempts on goal in the match against uh, a defence's mindset uh, as Atletico Madrid. You know... I don't know what the reaction is definitely going to be in Munich to what happened tonight. I'm sure there will be a lot of focus on the fact that this is the third season in charge for Pep Guardiola, the third time they've ultimately failed in the semi-final stage, and once again to Spanish opposition. Sam may see that as a failure. You know, reaching the last four of the Premier Club competition in Europe, surely season after season can't be deemed a failure. But, you know... The press can be cruel sometimes, and I'm sure that will be a focus of attention. But it so easily uh, could have been their night if, if certain things had swung their way. And interesting to see the Bayern fans stay behind to, and, and actually 
show a lot of respect to the players for their efforts uh, in trying to, to turn around the tie. Uh, Andy, could you, if someone had told you when Diego Simeone came in and was doing a bit of a salvage job at Atletico, he'd, he'd produce this sort of situation five, six years in charge, you'd have been amazed, wouldn't you, that this is what he'd achieve? Absolutely. I mean, um, I remember they were in 11th place when he took over, but I did a little refresher of the table earlier on when he took over a couple of days before Christmas in 2011. Mm. And um, they were four points off the relegation zone, Atleti, and 10 points off the UEFA Champions <laughs> League places. And in that same season, with very little time to work with, um, they only lost out on a UEFA Champions League place on the very last game of the season to Manuel Pellegrini's uh, Malaga side. And, of course, they went and beat um, Marcelo Bielsa's Athletic Bilbao to uh, win the 2013 uh, UEFA Europa League in, in Bucharest, a, a final which I was at. And I've rarely seen a more powerful performance in a UEFA club competition. And if you'd have said back then that Simeone was only just getting started. I mean, it's incredible. And Antoine Griezmann, uh, 31 goals in all competitions now. I mean, t a real striker. A and, the, and the beneficiary of some real tough love from Diego Simeone, who's demanded more of him at every moment when he was their top scorer and got a career-best total last season. He said, I, I want more from you. Um, when he was he's scoring goals, he's like, you, you have to produce that in, in every game, not just some games. And Griezmann has responded so well to that. He's got a terrific work ethic, and that's something that really unites these Atletico players. I mean, and you go through, I mean, Jan Oblak, what a season. Mm penalty save from him in the match we know was crucial made some other saves as well I've mentioned of course those 35 attempts on goal he had to save some of them too Diego Godin just back again from a hamstring injury you'd never know he'd not played a match in in the last few weeks you know the first leg goal from Saul Fernando Torres what a brilliant passer and what a renaissance in his career as well you know you could go through the team obviously and, and, and sing their praises but that's the whole point about Atletico Madrid under Diego Simeone it's very very much a team effort. Uh, Richard mentioned him there, Jano Black, the goalkeeper. Let's hear from him now. The game was really intense, especially in this first half. We, we didn't enter so good in the pitch. Uh, so we didn't stay so good. They, they won 1-0 first half and in the dressing room in the uh, half time. We, we knew that we spoke about that, that we need to change to change uh, the way how we we want to play and that we need to score uh, one goal. Uh, and we enter much better in the second half. We scored that goal and then it was much easier. Richard, it's so interesting hearing Jan Oblak. The, the general consensus from the Atletico team is that Bayern were better on the night. They, they, they're, they're sort of admitting that post-game. Yeah, and, you know, it's, it's very easy to be like that, I suppose. Uh, when you're in the final. When you're in the final, yeah. you know, you've got that to, to rest on. But it was a match played in great spirit. And, yes, on the night... On the night, because if you go back to the first leg, I thought first half Atletico Madrid were the superior side. But on the night, over the whole match, 90 minutes, yes, Bayern were the superior side. And don't forget, on the night, they won 2-1. But obviously, it doesn't yeah. feel like that because they've gone out. But listen, Bayern played really well. They played, you know, they tactically played the right team, they created have, chances. They couldn't have played any better. It, it was one of their best performances, if not their best performance of the season. It, it was First half, they were outstandingly th good. They were. Yeah. To, to play like that and not to get through is, is, is a heartbreaker. Uh, Antoine Griezmann's goal effectively killed it off then. Uh, and and we've been getting loads of reaction to the, from the Atletico camp, Richard. Yeah, Griezmann uh, had been talking about uh, the victory and, of course, uh, being in the uh, final in Milan in 25 days' time. He says, we fear no man, uh, we fear no one 
no matter who we play in the final, we're there and we'll celebrate. And why would they care if it's Real Madrid or Manchester City? Uh, I, you know, whoever it's going to be, it's going to be a, a fantastic final. Of course, we've got a, another wonderful match to look forward to tomorrow. Uh, we certainly do, and we'll be talking about that uh, very shortly. Real Madrid against uh, Manchester City. Bayern can wrap up the Bundesliga title at the weekend, and they are likely to do that. Five clear of Dortmund with two to play uh, in the German top flight. And Andy, let's go now. <laughs> fighting on two fronts. I'm sure a few weeks ago they thought, well, Barcelona are probably going to win the league. Such was their advantage at the top of the table. But now we'll level on points. And in the final as well, they might be on for a double. That's right. Barcelona should still win the league. Um, but they've, they've got a tricky game at the weekend. They're playing Espanyol in the, in the derby, which is never easy, even though there's a quality gap between the two sides. Yeah. It was in the penultimate game of uh, the 2006-2007 season that Espanyol came to the Camp Nou and that late Raul Tamudo goal denied Barcelona the title and Atleti go to Levante where they nearly lost the league in 2014 but nevertheless Levante have just been relegated so you'd fancy Simeone and his team to to go and do something there and you look at the quality that's on the bench, they've, they've got an opportunity to, to freshen it up, of course. The, the, the players on there, including Oli Torres, yeah. Nieto, um, Angel Correa, who I'm, I'm sure will, will make a difference too. Some more reaction uh, from the Atletico Madrid camp from uh, Fernando Torres. He said this, it was very intense. I'm so proud of this team and group. It's fully deserved. We've beaten some of the best teams in Europe on the way to the final and we're closer to our dream. When you play against a side like Bayern, you can't play the game you want. We have the chance to create history. We want to win the tournament, and the opponent is irrelevant. We've beaten the champions of Holland, Spain, and now Germany to get through. Very good points from Fernando Torres, who continues to be an enigma of Fernando Torres with this save penalty today. Uh, OK, more on that game uh, very shortly. Uh, don't forget to join us on Saturday, the 28th of May, for all the build-up and full live commentary to the UEFA Champions League final in Milan. We'll be on air from 19.30 Central European time right here on Match Day Live. Coming up, we're going to look ahead to Wednesday's semi-final second leg. It's Real Madrid against Manchester City. Dizemos não ao racismo. Nein zum Rassismus. Nein til Rassismus. Nein der Rassismus. No to racism. No al racismo. Cristiano Ronaldo, Manuel Neuer, Zlatan Ibrahimovic, Arjen Robben, Gareth Bale and Lionel Messi are just a few of the UEFA Champions League stars saying no to racism. European football united against racism. Respect. You're listening to UEFA Champions League Match Day Live. So let's concentrate on Wednesday's semi-final second leg now between Real Madrid and Manchester City. It finished 0-0 in Manchester with City goalkeeper Joe Hart largely responsible for that scoreline with a couple of crucial saves. Let's get the Real Madrid team news for the second leg from their coach Zinedine Zidane. Cristiano, está bien. Cristiano Ronaldo is fine. He's 100% fit and that's why he's trained with the squad this morning and he will be there for the match with Manchester City. Benzema and Casemiro have different injuries, and we don't really want to take any risks with them, but we do have enough players to field a very competitive side. So Zinedine Zidane confirming that Ronaldo is fit. Well, let's speak to our commentator for the second leg of the Bernabeu, Richard Connolly, joins us on the show. Richard, great to have you on it. I mean, the, the talk around Ronaldo, that's what it's been in the Madrid press over the past few days. 
Yeah, of course. I mean, he's always going to be the centre of attention. And I think, by the way, listening to this down there, they're going to be a little bit more than competitive, the side that he puts out, I would, I would think, um, for Wednesday's game. I mean, of course, Ronaldo is going to be the centre of attention um, with his extraordinary record in the UEFA Champions League of 93 goals now and just the 16 goals this season. Um, I don't think any, any player you can be 100% confident that they're not going to break down, especially somebody who's missed the last couple of games. Um, but it's a crucial game. Of course he has to play. I mean, the issues actually with, with, with Casemiro and with Benzema are also throw up interesting selection dilemmas, and maybe it's not certain in that context exactly where Ronaldo will play uh, tomorrow. Um, but, yeah, we have to take the coach's word for it. If he's 100% fit, if he's training with the group, then of course he starts. Richard, you talked about Casemiro probably not going to make it there. Um, with... Real Madrid not having scored the away goal, how much of a miss will Casemiro be? Well, I, I just think he's he's key to the balance of the setup um, and has been really all season. I mean, Didan certainly has relied on him, the, the player who can disrupt opposition attacks. Of course, Real Madrid are going to dominate possession, we suspect, at the Bernabeu, but they haven't got anybody who can replicate his exact talents and and it's quite a key decision for Zidane as to, as to where he replaces uh, Casemiro. Is he going to go with Isco? Is he going to go with James? Might he even go with Kovacic? Um, Kroos and Modric, of course, brilliant passes of the ball, but um, wouldn't play in the same way as, as Casemiro. Um, I don't know, may, maybe uh, they can... I, I don't feel Zidane will just take the handbrake off and want to go all at Manchester City. It was such a cagey first leg, wasn't it? I don't think we'll see... Uh, the, 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 such a great difference between the two games, um, but I, I mean, I, do, I think he's, he's, a, he's a big part of, of Real Madrid's plans in every game, and I think he will be a big miss. Uh, Richard, what do you see him doing in attack then with no no Karim Benzema? We've seen Hesse playing a lot recently, mm. and, and Lucas Vasquez. I mean, who do you see playing alongside Ronaldo and Bale? Yeah, I mean, both could play, couldn't they? I mean, Ronaldo could feasibly play down the middle. Um, and Lucas Vasquez perhaps in the wide position, or he could he could go for Hesse down the centre. Uh, I mean, you can see merit in both options. Um, I, I think it's it's very difficult. Perhaps perhaps with Ronaldo coming back, um, does it make more sense for him to play down one of the sides? I, do, I don't I don't know. I think it, I think that's a very very tight call. The form of Vasquez, I think, has impressed a lot of us though, and that might tip the balance in his favour. Uh, well, let's hear from the Manchester City manager next. Manuel Pellegrini is confident ahead of their trip to the Bernabeu. I think that this team, not just this season, the three seasons that we played in Champions League, we did it very well away. Eh? Especially last season when we were forced to win or to beat Rome in Rome, and we did it. And, uh, and we beat also Bayern Munich away. This season, in the, especially in, uh, in quarterfinal, we had a very good draw against uh, Paris Saint-Germain, and we continue to the semi-final, we beat also Dinamo, we beat Borussia Mönchengladbach, Sevilla away, so I think that we continue trying to play exactly in the same way at home that as, as a visit team. It's important tomorrow because uh, the pressure here in the Santiago Bernabeu is, is, is a high pressure, but I think that we have the personality and the football to try to, to beat them. Richard, no David Silva, of course, following mm. his injury in the first leg, but it turns out that Yaya Toure will be there after all, what sort of a difference does that make to Pellegrini's plans? Well, that, that depends, again, whether, whether Toure really is 100% fit. I mean, there was plenty of talk that Toure wasn't going to make the trip at all initially. 
and then we hear from, from the coach that he's trained with, with no problems. It's a sort of similar quote to Zidane saying that Ronaldo is 100% ready coming back from injury. It's very difficult to judge without knowing the exact physical condition of the player. I mean, if it was Toure at his rampaging best, then of course you'd say, well, that's, that's fine. And with De Bruyne in there in the pace of Navas, you could see that working well on the counter-attack. Um, um, and I think it will be with Fernando and Fernandinho both in there to provide the cover. So for Torre, it will be about launching those counter-attacks where possible um, because there'll be other players in there to provide extra discipline in that midfield. So um, we're assuming, of course, that he's, he's going to be fit enough to start, which is not 100% certain. Um, but I like what Pellegrini was saying there about, about character as well, that we have the characters to succeed in such a big environment. I think there's a little message there about himself, about his his one season at Real Madrid and about the, uh, the season he had, how, how well he did without getting a chance to continue. He's just reminding people, you know, I'm a, I'm, I'm a big enough character to deliver a team with a, with a big enough performance to, to win on this stage. It would mean an awful lot to him, clearly, to get through um, to a Champions League final with Manchester City. And Richard, I think we'd all be very surprised if, if it was anything other than Sergio Aguero on his own up mm. front. Uh, but Kelechi Iheanacho, with his recent form and his two goals uh, at Southampton at the weekend, he's he sort of been bigging up himself a little bit in, in the way he could potentially have an effect in this semi-final. Yeah, most certainly. I mean, I, he'll certainly come on, won't he, even if he, he doesn't start the game. It would be a surprise if he started. Um, but I think he's perhaps the only Manchester City player who really emerged from that weekend game on, on, on Sunday with, with any credit. Um, I mean, he's very, very sharp. Left foot is particularly good. He seems to have a really good striker's instinct, and there's pace and strength for a young man and the personality that Pellegrini was talking about. So I, I expect him to have a role at some point for sure. Um, and who knows, he, he could be the difference maker because, as we've seen tonight, that one away goal could make all the difference. You just look at Real Madrid's home record, though, in the UEFA Champions League this season, and they haven't conceded a single goal at home. And that tells you about... about the defensive solidity that they've had, as well as the firepower that we know all about. So I still make Real Madrid favourites to go through to the final and make it a repeat now, of course, of two years ago. Uh, Richard, thank you very much for joining us on the show. Look forward to your company tomorrow. Richard Connolly will be our commentator for Real Madrid against Manchester City. Of course, absent from the first, first leg, Madrid's superstar was missed watching from the sidelines due to injury. But as Richard just mentioned, Cristiano Ronaldo has been declared fit for Wednesday's second leg. Dave Farrell reports as we hear from the one and only CR7. I don't have any doubt that I'm in the history of football. Whether you like it or not, the numbers speak for themselves. I will be there alongside the others. Some like it more, some like it less. But I have no doubt that I'm already in the history of football. With 16 goals, Ronaldo is just one short of his own UEFA Champions League scoring record for a single season. Not only that, he's now scored 93 times in the competition, 10 more than Lionel Messi. For me, it's a privilege to know that I'm the top goalscorer of all time in the UEFA Champions League and that I continue to be, which is also a record. For me, it's a privilege. Obviously, I feel very happy at having achieved that. It's a special competition, a competition which Real Madrid love. It's the club with the most European Cups. I've already been lucky enough to win it twice, and obviously, I want to win it again. Hopefully, I can do that this year, because it's a special competition, and all the fans love the UEFA Champions League. 
and obviously I also love it because it's such a special competition. The Portuguese star says it was a privilege to lift the trophy in Lisbon two years ago. And Ronaldo's last eight heroics against Wolfsburg means he can still dream of a third title in Milan. Here's Ronaldo with the free kick, he's got it! A hat-trick for Cristiano Ronaldo! And you knew it had to be Ronaldo again! Well, it was perhaps one of the most important matches. We had to win by three goals and I scored the three goals. So it was a special night. I had referred to it two or three days before the match. I said we had to have the perfect night, and that's what happened. Not just because of my goals, I think that it was everything. I think the team did very well, we were unbeatable. The fans played a very important role in us turning around that result. It was a brilliant evening, a magical moment. But Real Madrid will have to defeat a side led by Manuel Pellegrini, a former Madrid boss and a coach Ronaldo has a special love for from their time working together in 2009-10. Since then, there have been many dugout changes at the Bernabeu, including one during this season. I think Zidane has added something extra. After everything Real Madrid had been through in recent times, I think that with his experience as a player and as a person, he brought something extra for us. We felt his love. We know that he's in a process of adaptation, but things have evolved very quickly and I'm very happy for him. I already admired him as a player and now I also admire him as a coach for his way of being, for his way of reacting to matches, the good moments and the bad moments. He's someone I would like to see continue at Real Madrid. Cristiano Ronaldo there speaking on a number of topics uh, to UEFA.com. Andy Brussel, very interesting hearing him talk about his certain of his place in history, in football uh, legacy. And, and interesting there on Zidane about how he's built a very good relationship with him as a coach as well. Yes, and I think it's noticeable that um, even though you do think of Zidane as a Galactico coach because of what he was as a player, mm. he, he picks players on merit. That's become very, very clear already. He's not interested in the biggest names. And I think if, if players know where they stand with him, that already gives him a, a huge advantage. And it's, it's made a big difference to the way things are run there. So you're talking about Isco and James being on the bench a little bit yes. more and Casemiro coming to the fore. Yes, and Lucas Vasquez, who yeah, yeah. of course got his chance in the, in the in the first leg, and I'm sure will be important again in the the, the the second leg. With as Richard Connolly was saying before, the possibility of Cristiano Ronaldo being used as a centre forward. Uh, remember to join us on Wednesday night's Match Day Live from 19:30 Central European Time for all the build-up action and reaction to Real Madrid Manchester City in their semi-final second leg. Richard Kaufman uh, is with us as well uh, tonight. Atletico have reached the final of the competition uh, despite losing. 2-1 at Bayern, 2-2 on aggregate and, and, and loads of reaction coming into this one, Richard, as well. Yeah, there is. Uh, one from uh, Bayern this time, Arturo Vidal, uh, saying we were the better side in both games. We dominated the game. They took their chances well and for that they're in the final. We're sad, but we still have two trophies to win and we want to do just that. Uh, more from Fernando Torres, who said, sometimes when you play against a super team like Bayern, you can't play the way you want. They play so quick, they had control in the first half, and we suffered a lot. But in the second half, we wanted to do the opposite, to have counter-attacks and press high. In the end, we got the goal. Uh, let's hear from Jan Oblak, the Atletico goalkeeper, who was asked how he was feeling after reaching the final. Uh, I feel great. I think all the team, all the Atletico fans are 
we are uh, we are happy today. So we are in the final, and this is what we want since the beginning of the season, and it happened. And now we need to give it. We need to wait for that game, and let's see what happens. Uh, Jan Oblak, outstanding tonight, conceded two, but saved a penalty as well from Thomas Muller. Gents, it's time for your man of the match from the game uh, in Munich. Andy Brussels, starting with you, and why? It has to be Oblak. If he hadn't have saved the the Muller penalty, quite simply. It would have been Bayern in the UEFA Champions League final and not Atletico. He's been outstanding throughout and um, he did everything very unfussily and, and, and saved his team on a few occasions. Richard? Uh, because it's such a team effort, I find it hard to give it to one player. So I'm going to give it to Diego Simeone, who had the courage as well to make a half-time attacking substitution. Uh, outstanding from Atletico to get past Bayern in the UEFA Champions League. Andy and Richard, thank you very much. Uh, so it's a second UEFA Champions League final in just the space of three years for Atletico Madrid as they dramatically edged past Bayern München on away goals after a truly unforgettable night in Munich. That away goal from Antoine Griezmann, so decisive despite Bayern's late surge to try and turn around the tie. Uh, so join us again from 19.30 Central European time on Wednesday night to see who Diego Simeone's side will play in Milan on May the 28th. Will it be their city rivals, Real Madrid, just like in 2014? Or will it be first-time finalists, Manchester City? Tune in right here on Match Day Live to find out. The teams go head-to-head -head at the Bernabeu, locked at nil-nil from the first leg. It's sure to be another enthralling night in the UEFA Champions League. But until then, from Andy Brassel, Richard Kaufman, and myself, Rob Daly, it's goodbye. It's going to be Xavi Alonso to strike it, and it's all the way through the wall and into the back of the net. And Bayern München have the goal they so dearly desired. Game on, Griezmann's away. Griezmann with a chance. Griezmann scores the away goal. Atletico Madrid on the counter-attack. Superbly done. Brilliant. Bidal goes up for the header, and Lewandowski's there to head it in from close range. They've got one goal back here, Bayern München. Can they get another? Is the comeback on and the full-time whistle has gone and Atletico Madrid are in the UEFA Champions League final again on a quite dramatic evening at the Fußball Arena München. What a night it's been. You've been listening to UEFA Champions League Matchday Live.